personal devices for business use, and Tim Cook's replacement? This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. And folks, in case it's not obvious, this is Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and whatever time it is, wherever you are. We are live with our friends here on YouTube. We would love to have you here with us in the chat room. Uh, that is at youtube.com slash TV. Come on in if you are uh, if if you're watching this, and if you're watching us later, then come on in next week because we'll be back here same time, same station, same everything. Maybe a different panel, but everything else is the same. Don't uh, number of different topics on the table tonight, so we're just going to dive into those. But before we do, we're going to find out who's here. Um, so going taking my screen as always before anybody turns their cameras on and off. Um, first up, Mr. Jay Miller. Jay, welcome. Good to have you. And just like that, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, see, he did it. Happy to be here, Chuck. I, I get no respect. I'm, I'm like Rodney Dangerfield. I get no respect. No respect. Uh, Jeff Gammon. Yeah, good. Jeff Gammon is here. Jeff, welcome. It's great to see you. I love that your lighting and your wardrobe are color-coordinated. Thank you. I've been working on that. You know, I, I try to keep that in mind. Nicely done. And folks, if you if you are a Mac Voices patron, you get access to Mac Voices After Dark. And you really should, not just to support the show, but to hear Jeff sing. Because he just did was before we started the show. So Quite an event. Yeah. And of course, you could always download then that and use it as your ringtone if you wanted to. So you know, here's just another good reason to support support the show. Thank you, Jeff. Sure thing. I, I, I'm here for you, Chuck. <laughs> you you reminded me slightly of Dean. Oh, of, of who? Dean oh, Dean. Yeah, Dean. Wow. Yeah. Well, oh, I, and here I am with, without a uh, a whiskey tumbler in my hand mm-hmm. or a top and a cigarette. Yeah, so. Yeah. Emphasis on slightly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Work on that for next week. You know, Chuck's got a great imagination and uh, good good for you, Chuck. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Gamad is here as well. Kelly, welcome. Like it or not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh. I'm just, have you uh, as, now I'm trying to do some math over here and figure out if if Jeff is Dean, then who's Frank? So, or who's Jerry? Frank <laughs> is Frank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frank yeah. is always Frank. Yeah, Frank is not here yet. He's he's trying to come. We'll see if he makes it or not. Yeah, but uh, we do need a uh, uh, also a Sammy. Indeed. True. True. Yeah. Let's see who else. Do as we as oh. the shortest of the batch of us, I assume that's me. Okay, yeah, this checks out. Thank yeah, you. yeah. But can you can you tap Kelly? Mm, not really. Okay. Well, nineteen eighty nine. There's there's not much reference for. I know the names. <laughs> I know the references. 
but I can't help you here. I'm sorry. <laughs> J- just do a quick Google search on Rat Pack. Oh no, no, I know, I know Rat and, Pack, but and then I can't you can decide who should be which person. No, but but then you lose the essence and charm of of their personality. He wasn't even a thought when they were around. Yeah. So. <laughs> were my parents a thought? That's a good question. <laughs> Okay, let's let's keep going. This Jim Ray is here, diving in and already abusing each us as well. I I do not want to know who I remind you of. Just Just leave it alone. Yeah. Okay. Keep it to yourself. All right. Thank you for (laughs) thank you for being here. David Ginsburg has showed up this time with the correct uh, Zoom identification. Welcome, yes. David. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I just was uh, rushing home. I had some dinner, uh, and we were outside, and it started to rain, so I had to so we had to dodge some some uh, drops and get here. So yeah. amazingly, it rained here in California earlier. Wow, a lot. It wow. rained a lot. It just. Just a little bit here, down in oh, San Diego. We, we had a lot. power outage for about three hours due to wow. thunderstorms this morning. Wow! Well, and here yeah. in in central Pennsylvania, we're under the uh, the gun for um, the hurricane coming up and dumping the, what's left of its rain on us. So, yeah, see how that goes. I hope, I hope it rains on the fires in Northern California. Yeah, isn't that the truth? So I, I don't know if we want to pick up uh, the, the, the first topic we had on the agenda tonight, we can go to, or we can continue some of the discussion we had pre-show. If anybody wants to continue that, I'll, I'll leave it up to you all. Or do we just want to leave that alone? I put the, and, I put the link to the Verge story in the chat. Okay. Well, if you if you want to, I mean, we were talking about Apple's um, apparent confusion over privacy issues for their own employees. And Jim, do you want to just elaborate on that a little bit since you threw it in there? And I will, meanwhile, I will throw the link to the, uh, to the chat room. Well, there was a, a, a story on the verge. I guess it was today. I saw it in Michael Seist's feed uh, that Apple is asking employees to use personal accounts for work and on their work devices and uh, that this is causing a lot of impro- problems for employees, especially when they leave Apple. Um, and there was a, one story about a, a woman that was on a team that was involved in litigation. And so she wasn't part of that, but she was on the team. So the lawyers are like, we need, you know, all your, you know, everything on your device, which wound up including nude pictures that she had sent to somebody she was dating. Um, so seems like a problem. It, it's a little, it is a little surprising. And, and I made this point earlier that, you know, so many places pushes for the, the pushes by the employees to bring your own device and the employer is usually the one that is pushing back saying, well, yeah, we have to, but we'd really rather have you have a completely uh, yeah. separate device. According to the story, that these, these uh, engineers are pushed to not have a separate personal because they, they're like, you're, you know, you're using these beta you know, internal software and we want you to use it as much as possible. So we want 
um, you know, we don't want you doing a bunch of your stuff on something else. We want everything on there and that they're pressured for that. And another issue that, that was mentioned was when they were testing face ID, uh, apparently every time they picked up their phone, it was recording them and Apple kept that and it was sent to Apple. They didn't, they didn't realize that. Um, and there was also, there's also a mention that actually anytime a de developer files a radar or somebody internal, which is a bug report, uh, Apple asks them to submit a sysdiagnose, which it turns out has a bunch of personal information. So if you submit a radar to Apple, they're always like, is there a sysdiagnose? And, you know, th they have a tendency to say, if you don't include that, they're just going to ignore it. Um, and so, you know, apparently then at that point, your personal information is permanently in their radar system. Uh, just to be very clear on that, Jim, because because I didn't get a chance to read this in detail, is that uh, is that for anyone submitting a radar, or is that just for the Apple employees submitting the radar? Uh, according to this, it's for anyone. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So if that's the case, it's really interesting that nobody has noticed that or realized that before, which I, makes me uh, wonder about it. Which, which makes me kind of question this article, honestly. I mean, I I know this is coming direct from the source of an employee, but uh, uh, I, I'd be kind of surprised that that is the case when it comes to uh, the privacy for for users, for for us as, as Apple well, users. You're not going to submit a bug report. You, you, you have to be an Apple developer. Um, right. And, and there's... Um, uh, you know, you have to be a registered developer. Uh, regular users can't can't do that. And this has been fairly recent. You didn't used to have to do that. Um, you can do it through public the public beta program. Yeah. Well, that's a different public beta. Th 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 that's not radar. I don't think those are feedbacks. Yeah. What is radar? So I guess I'm not. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it's Apple's internal bug reporting, and, and I guess it's not called radar anymore. I, I think it is oh, called feedback. That was feedback. Everybody still calls it radar, but that's no longer the official name because, you know, people complain so much about the radar system for many years that, oh, you know, you submit radars and then you never hear anything back ever. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so a couple of you go out and make a big, big fuss. You know, well, we, we did it completely and now, you know, you're, you're going to, be, we're going to be much more responsive and it's got this new name and you know it turns out it's you know nothing's really changed uh except the name and everybody still calls it radar and you know like if you're at wwc and talk to an apple engineer or anytime you like talk to them and there's some problem they're always like file a radar <laughs> you know yeah. don't tell so, me this it's not but it's not feedback assistant because I I do have a developer account and I do install well, betas on uh, Max. If you if you have a developer account, then it may be. But if it's, I think there's a, a like for the betas and stuff. It's a, that's a, they have a different. Uh, yeah, I, this is and and I think that I, I believe you know you can file a radar without a sysdiagnose. Um, it's just that they are likely to like just close it and say, no cyst diagnose. Um, and 
you know, so we're going to ignore it. And, you know, the, the, there was recently there was a funny like, well, here's a radar that, you know, was rejected for the reason that it didn't have a cisdiagnose. And the radar was there's an error in the documentation. So, you know, obviously, cisdiagnosis. So why, yeah, why would you need a cisdiagnosis? <laughs> right. You know, so it's like they didn't even read it. They just said, no cisdiagnosis, boom. Yep. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of with David just a little bit. Some of this just seems so outrageous. On the other hand, I, I, to be yeah. fair about it, I don't think there's, there's, I believe there's a precedent for this. I think that Facebook early, early on had really encouraged their folks, if not demanded, that they use their personal devices to access Facebook to have the, the a real user experience so they could point out problems. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't right. know how that story ended. So, um, I, you know, I started off by saying I'm glad at this point I don't work for Apple. I'm really glad I don't work for Facebook. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because who knows what they were capturing back then when the focus wasn't as stringent as <laughs> who knows they're capturing now. Hopefully, hopefully we're holding out. You know, we're, yeah, let's hold Apple to the stringent Facebook yeah. uh, policy standard. Yeah. What yeah. I would say, oh. what I would say about, and and this doesn't really have anything to do with the specifics of this story, but for the most part, whenever I read stuff like this, and we've talked about it before. Um, if you swap Apple with the name of another company, does it still sound like a newsworthy story, a topic of interest, something that that should be getting discussed? So yes. if, it, if, if it said Facebook, if it said Google, if it Google. said Microsoft, you know, whatever, like if you if if Google were doing this and, and actively encouraging people to to use their personal accounts then would it still be a story? And the answer is, in this case, the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Um, in this case, the answer is yes. If if the company that you work for is encouraging you to mingle your personal data and your work data, that's not cool. I don't care who who's doing it. That's not mm-hmm. kind of how that works. So there's no kind of, that's just not how that works. That's not how it's supposed to work. Um, if you would like me to occasionally use my personal account to put something through its paces because I'm not using the newest phone myself or um, I have, you know, I've consistently run up against weird errors like this in the past. And so you want me to do it. Like I volunteer to beta test software for people when it, you know, as part of their job, like this is software that I'm testing. I'm trying to build a new feature. I want to try it out. Um, You know, will you help me do that? Yes. I will volunteer my personal device to help you, with that personally, you know, and that's a different situation, uh, you know, but they're still using it for work and it's my personal account and it's just sort of, you know, whatever that relationship right. looks like. But I think that holds up and, um, you know, data security and, and data privacy and all of that. Like I take that personally pretty seriously with, uh, work data versus personal data. Like I don't have personal stuff go to my work email. I never have, uh, you know, I don't, um, I don't have work stuff happen on my personal nope. email. Uh, I subs- now my personal phone shows me my work calendar because I have two different time zones. So like Jay, um, like you know, uh, I have I have work things that happen at all different times of day, and I have personal things that happen at all different times of day, and I just need to make sure that those things don't collide. But I'm not 
answering emails on my personal phone. I'm not, I'm not doing work on my personal laptop, things like that. So, um, to me, it feels like a pretty easy line to draw. I know lots of people don't, and lots of people are using work email addresses for whatever things they're using them for and all of that. But, um, I've always tried to keep those things as separate as possible because I'm anymore. It feels like the, the last person in the world who tries to draw a great big line with one of those giant markers, you know, that you're supposed to only use outside, um, between my personal stuff and my work stuff, uh, on, you know, on my computer, on my phone, whatever. So, uh, I, to me, this still sounds like a valid story. If the reporting we're getting is accurate, because another yes. thing I have to tell people all the time is you got to be like 10% skeptical or more of like everything that you read, whatever it is, until yeah. you have another source or another piece of information or some other data that comes from like, you know, a, a group or an organization or whatever that has no dog in the fight and says like this, you know, this is what we see that's happening, whatever. Um so if this is if the verge is the only place that's covering this that's the only place that we have yeah. any of this information then that's a different thing if other people are just reporting the verge is reporting then you know Which that's sort of one source and i'm gonna mm-hmm. still kind of side eye that because it's a single source right now and i would be doing the same if it were google yeah like I, it, all of this he, sort of checks all the same boxes I, for me regardless of the company behind it yeah, and it's it. I guess it's it's starting to bother me a little bit that there seems to be so much, so much of this out there. So, and I mean by that this whistleblowing thing, I mean it. It feels like sometimes that people are now just falling in love with the idea of being a whistleblower and calling anybody out for pretty much anything, you know that that they don't like. And and I'm sure I'm going to get somebody that's going to email me, send me an angry email with that one. But this, just, this is where the villain music plays when you're in stage uh, and Jake I, comes out and starts contradicting you. But I'll, yeah, I'll, well, I'll let Jim go before I, I knew I that throw was my coming, point out yeah. there. I knew that was coming. Well, I, I'm interested in hearing what Jay has to say, but I, you know, I think the dam is kind of breaking and you know, there are people that have kept stuff bottled up. This, this story seems like it's kind of, to me, it just resonates like, yeah, of course that's what Apple's doing. I mean, imagine before the pandemic, the only way for you to really keep it separate would be to have different devices, you know, and have a personal device. And I would think that Apple would really look at you sideways if you brought personal devices into their facilities. They probably don't want you doing that, especially um, laptops, but even phones. Um, so, you know, how would how would it be any other way? You can't put multiple accounts on on a phone. Uh, you, you know, so the only way to do it is to have a separate phone. And I'm sure Apple is just like, no way, do not, you are not allowed to bring personal devices. You know, it's a little different now, you know, uh, during the pandemic, people are working at home, so they could do it. But, um, I, you know, I, I, this, this seems like, yeah, of course it's true. Um, <laughs> so there, there's a couple of thoughts that I have here, so I'll, I'll try to pick out the most poignant one. Um, so something that I've had at most of the corporate jobs that I've held is there is this belief of a company vision, company mission statement, it, how it how it conducts itself. Um, we call ours its source code. And in every single piece of 
stuff. There is like, this is how we show our source code of this, whatever principle. And even in public statements, even when there's stock valuations, it's like, we're showing our source code of being nimble and quick and da, 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 da. We want the world to know we have a source code. And I feel in many ways, Apple has for a long time, whether they said this is what they believe or not, and it seems like they do, we value privacy. We value this. Take a look at how much we care about your privacy. Privacy, 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 privacy. It's, a, it's privacy all the way down. And what happens is you can't have that both ways. Or if you choose to have it both ways, you have to take the good with the bad. You have to take the good press with the bad press of Apple is a company that vows privacy. But when you look at their employees, they're, they're doing something that is inherently an invasion of privacy. And I don't think at the end of the day that this was malicious. I think this is humans writing code and one hand not talking to the other. This is one team saying, we want this information. Another team saying, well, we've had this instance where we needed this information. So you know what? Just grab everything. Let's just, you know, it's it's for good reason. On top of that, I think that there is a way that you can do what they're asking. There is a way that you can say, hey, we want you using this as much as possible. It it is called you have an account that while you're working from this time to this time, you operate out of this account. And I don't know what the details are of how easy it would be to transfer purchases or maybe you give them some account where like they can just download everything that they use normally and it's free if it's something that they pay for. But at the end of the day, I think it's fair for any company to say, or any publication to say, after you've talked about how privacy is important and it's a human right, and there's a whole nother level of press and how they involve with countries that look at privacy differently. Um, I think it's fair to say, if you're going to talk about it, if you're going to make it your mission statement, if you're going to make it how you appeal to customers, you have to take the good press with the bad press. Mm-hmm. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices to find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Fall is almost here, and the weeks seem to speed up as we approach the holidays and the new year. Wouldn't it be great to be in control of your personal finances before then? With Upstart, you can. Upstart is fair and fast personal loans. Fair because Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, but also your income and employment to provide a rate that more accurately reflects your situation. Fast, because the whole process is done online and takes about five minutes. Also fast, because you can receive your funds in as little as one business day after accepting the loan. Fair and fast, that's Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart.com slash macvoices. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices right now. Thanks to Upstart for their support of Mac Voices.
I, I, I would agree, Jay. Um, but there are two sides. There are at least two sides to every story. And right now we're seeing one side. And to, I think it was to David's point, you know, that can be, eh, I'm not ready to say clickbait, but it's certainly, it's, if, if it's written up with just a touch of sensationalism, it's going to draw clicks. Mm-hmm. And so it works. And the verge is the only source right now of this, of this, of this topic. Yeah. I just and went and Googled it and which what's right on point of Kelly's, uh, Kelly's point. This is, this is, Totally, uh, until I see other sources that are not quoting what the verb says, I'm skeptical of it. You know, I work in I work in enterprise too, as everybody knows. I would not use my personal information on my work laptop ever, unless I absolutely positively have to. Uh, I have a laptop. I have a I have a work laptop, and I maintain my own personal laptop. A lot of people don't like doing that. But me being an IT support, a lot of lot, I, I see it every single day. It drives me absolutely crazy when I see people subscribing to all these newsletters and all this other crud on their on their on their business email, and and they wonder why they're getting all this spam. Well, and, and plus, you're overtaxing my company's system because you because of that because you're getting that kind of spam. So it's it, it's 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 at a point here that. The, you you don't want to you do not want to be able to intermix and if Apple's making someone doing that I, I just find it so hard to believe I, I just it, it, it's 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 entirely possible definitely I, I even looked up this guy's uh, uh, LinkedIn profile and it, it it just shows you know briefly what he did uh, as as what his job was at Apple he's working somewhere else now of course um, and it. I just don't see. I I, I I could see why this guy would have a problem if that were the case, and if he's the one that's is doing the whistleblowing, you know, I mean, maybe he's a disgruntled employee. I mean, Lynn, to be else? fair, like I'm not saying that the, the I'm not saying anything about this story at this point. Right. Like whoever this is, if this is the case, that's not cool. And if it's not like one team that's mixed messaging or you know whatever, then you know that that's a different thing. But I need to know. I need to get more information about what it is that's actually going on in order to form judgment about it. And I would say that no matter what, and that's sort of where I had to get through with on this one, because lots of stories come out critical of Apple. Some of them are legitimate, legitimately critical of something that Apple is doing that's sort of boneheaded or tone deaf or whatever. And that happens and it's legit. And like, we talk about that stuff over on TDO. We have a whole episode about like Apple goes around, like Jay said, banging the privacy drums so hard, they need to be able to take some heat about the way they're treating China. So same thing. Um, you know, you're gonna have to take the you're gonna take the press you're gonna take if these are the kinds of things that you're gonna do, especially in a big public way when you come out on a video that loads and loads and loads of people are watching and you're going to make it on, you know, morning news programs with the stuff that you announce and you're going to make part of that video privacy is a human right. And then you're going to come out and do business in China in all of the ways that Apple's doing business in China, which don't necessarily line up with all this human rights stuff that you told me before. So like, I need, you know, I need to get a little more information there and start figuring some things out. And this is the same sort of thing. Like if, you know, it, if it said Google, it would still be a story. If it said Facebook, it would still be a story. So um, yeah. if it turns yeah. out this is legit, then not cool. And I will be, I will, I don't know where I will rank in that line, but I will be in line to call them out for shenanigans on this because it's not how it's supposed to work. Jeff, you want in on this. I do. 
Uh, first, Jay, you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, with Apple's privacy stance, they need to be prepared to take the, the good with the bad, uh, depending on how they're acting. Dave, you are totally right uh, about uh, uh, intermingling personal business on, on the same machine. I'm having a hard time uh, uh, at this point accepting that Apple is uh, is straight up uh, ordering employees to use a personal Apple ID for work related stuff because that that just opens up way too much information uh, in both directions mm-hmm. and uh, and. I I have never worked with a company that expected me to use personal accounts for business related things, and uh, and then the other side of that is uh, once I have a business a account for whatever the company is, at that point I no longer have a reasonable expectation of privacy for that account because it belongs to the employer. So if they want to listen in on every phone call, but you know, back in the before times when people would, would work from offices, if they want to listen in or record every phone call, they can do that. That's their business. Those are their phones. Those are their right. calls. For sure. uh, every email that uh, comes in or goes out through that business email account, they can go and read all of them at any point, if there is a, uh, a separate messaging system that's part of of that, even if it's like a text message thing through a business phone number, they can read every single one of those messages and are probably logging and storing them for just in case. And that's totally fine. That's totally legit. Of course, it feels creepy because it kind of is, but that's business and that's the way that works once you once you throw someone's personal account into the mix at that point as a, as a ceo of a company i would start to feel uncomfortable because how much of that personal information do i really want stored as part of the official corporate record like you know like i, I don't need nor do I want, as as a company owner, someone's uh, flirting text messages with uh, with their partner. That I mean, that's not relevant or appropriate for the business. And I mean, this is all stuff that has me thinking. There's a piece we're missing from the Verge story, and I'm leaning to think that the piece we're missing is the part where where Apple is not making it explicitly clear that you do have the option to set up a separate business Apple ID for uh, for work-related stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask that too. Is, is that possible? I mean, if that were possible, I would do it. I mean, I have, I have separate uh, Apple IDs that I use f- for, for testing. And then I don't, I don't want to put, I mean, when I'm doing demonstrations, when I present, I don't want uh, to put my personal information out on the screen. And if I don't want, if I don't have to, so I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, a dummy account that I use. And, and why, why can't I use that? That I can still use that and still have photos on there and still be able to test whatever Apple wants us to test. Mm-hmm. Or wants the employee to test, I should say. So 
why that's the first thing I was going to think of is why why not? And then your point of of of, of in the enterprise. Not only are they looking at emails, they're also going to have logs of everything that's on the computer that you're using, whether it be mm-hmm. Windows or a Mac. You, you, mm-hmm. you sign into your Apple ID on a Mac. I, don't, I cringe. I see people doing it. I'm like, are you nuts? Why would you want your personal stuff on there? And, and then and then they sign out of it, and then they wonder why they're FaceTime. So they're still getting FaceTime calls on their business Mac. I mean, well, of course, that's because you should not have done that. And don't, and nothing. And then the guy also did his taxes on his, on his, on his business. Oh my God. I mean, how are you out of your mind? I, I, that's the same thing with me all the time. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not on my soapbox today here. I, it, it's whenever I see anybody do whatever I say, anybody doing their taxes on her business laptop, I think, are you crazy? Why would you do that? Oh, I don't have a, I don't have a laptop. Well, don't you think you should Probably have your own personal laptop? Go get one. Yeah, I, I would. I would do my taxes on my business laptop. I'm not going to lie. I don't. Okay, understand. well, they, they have my. They already have my social security <laughs> number. I work for them. They have to. They have to supply yeah. it. Um, but they don't have your your spouse's information. They don't have you know, income from uh, or, or any other things that you do that they this is any of their business. That's fair. No, no that, okay. that's very fair. So let me let me drag the chat room in here. Um, Brian says, I think it's very important to keep work personal separate, even for mental health as well. Need to shut mm-hmm. down work stuff for a while to relax. Bingo. Um, as much as possible, separate devices, but at least ensure that separate accounts are used. For example, while tedious, it's important to log in, log out, and be able to set away. And I, I you know, that brings a whole nother angle to it. Um, so for next up, I want to make sure I welcome Brittany Smith. Back to the panel. Brittany, good to have you. Glad you were able to make it. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so I want to get I want to get your thoughts on this, but I also want to throw out that um, I do know of some companies that that I've been involved with um, sometimes at arm's length and sometimes farther. But I can think of at least one situation where there was a conflict in the office because the employer did did want and expect. The employee to use their personal phones for business. Okay, so that's the first wow. thing. Okay, hang on. It gets it gets well, not better, just different. Second, I know of at least one company that says, "Yeah, bring your own device," but our IT people will install the security, uh, our security software on it, so that they can make sure that you're not bringing viruses or you know anything else in. The third part of this, though, is also with the pandemic, I think a lot of us, you know, ended up using personal devices of all descriptions for work because work either couldn't get them or work wasn't prepared, or we just said, hey, it's a a whole lot easier for us. So there are a lot of shades of things going on here that you, yeah, I think you really have to take a look at. I, in a perfect world, yes, I'm with Brian and I'm with all of you. Separate devices, separate everything. I'm just not sure that that's reality at this point. Brittany, any, any thoughts on all this? There are a lot of jobs where they don't have knowledge work jobs. Like I was just saying, like uh, a lot of times the person running the beer cart at a golf course, they don't always have an issued device for while they're out there. They're just get a phone call from the shop. Hey, can you give a sh- get a sandwich for number two? Um, and and that's the thing that happens. I actually don't know if that's what happens at my family's business, but <laughs> I didn't ask them before we got on here. Um, but 
but I mean, those things happen all the time because it's not a knowledge work job. So they're not issuing out things like that, but that's small. And, and their private data is probably not as at risk in that case. And, and, and they're not going to be giving the company that device when they leave. Right. And the company doesn't have the right to, you know, go onto the device and, you know, take whatever information they want. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So live and in person, Mr. Frank Petrie has joined us. Frank, welcome back. We've missed you. Yes. Well, I've uh, out in front and I sold this dang stupid piece of garbage and uh, I'm now running a Chromebook. <laughs> Ooh, don't say this, that. This thing is, oh God, this thing is such a piece of trash. Why do you think this is on the last level for Montgomery? There's a reason. Does anybody got an an M1 they can spare me until the next M1s come out? (laughs) This, this, oh, God. The device is so old, it doesn't run Monterey. It runs Montgomery. This is the Yeah, exactly. Did you order it from a catalog by any chance? That's where I went. No, I've had this thing for seven years. And also now in the last year, it's been beach ball heaven. It does anything. As a matter of fact, trying to get back on, it was blaming text expander for not being able to boot. Mm. I'm like, what? So what did I miss? You you might. uh, Well, apparently we need to get you an old priest and a young priest. Um, (laughs) Oh, what? Yeah, oh, I don't even want to know about the that. Sing along. Uh, yeah, all you uh, missed was the the sing along, and I didn't uh, get to do kumbaya. No, we saved that for the end, so oh, okay. it'll be fine at the end. More oh, s'mores. Oh boy. <laughs> well, if I think we've let enough light into this into this topic, um, because it it, <laughs> it 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 should be simple, but it is complex. And it's complex because not if you have it involved. Not if you have a hammer. It's very simple. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's another solution to it. Um, so there was a story going around this week uh, about Tim Cook that he wants to. He's he's been there for ten years, which right. that I had to go back and do some math. It's like really, it's been ten years. Wow, um, because well, we, he's, I he's think been in, he's been solely in charge for ten years. He's been there for like right 20, 23 yeah. years. Yeah. Twenty yeah. some, yeah, yeah. Steve was grooming them, yeah. But the idea that you know, it's I mean, because I th- still think uh, we still say, oh, this is Tim Cook's apple. How does it compare to Steve's? And after ten years, you know, there is no comparison. And mm-hmm. I wanted to just throw out some just some statistics, assuming I could find them, um, that I thought really interesting. Under Tim Cook, Apple's market capitalization has grown around six hundred percent to 2.5 trillion, making it the most valuable public company in the world. And by the way, it did hit another new stock high today. So that 2.5 is probably out of date. Um, Apple's annual revenue in 2011, when Cook Cook took over, was 108.2 billion. In 2020, it made 274.5 billion. And Apple, it was also the most profitable company in the world in fiscal 2020. So I think Tim's not doing too bad. What is this? I'm not even going to say 
uh, fascination. It's gone on to fetish. What is this fetish with, with who's replacing Tim Cook? Yeah, it's, I, I mean, this has been happening for a while, but like in the last year or so, Mm -hmm. people are talking as if Tim has announced he is retiring and we're just waiting to hear who his successor will be. Wait, well, what you, is up with that? You know, Jeff, we've solved all the other world's problems. You know, world hunger is over. We're on Mars now. I mean, who's going to no replace pandemics. Tim Apple as the next? Yeah, like, that's the next pressing topic. Donald Trump. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Think- oh, here we go. So, uh, no, so that's why I, I couldn't I couldn't resist. <laughs> hey, that's who I could sell this computer to. Maybe. Um the the thing that I wonder, I think part of it might have to do with the fact that some of the stuff that that was that was set up for Tim is starting to time out. I think that's probably where the conversation is coming from. Like I think his contract is up soon or something, or like he was only, so he, he was only going to be there through like the end of 22 or something like that. Like there are some things, a few things that people know about. There are vesting that are points public. Or, yeah. Or, that or are age. Age is another reason. I mean, some companies at, at 65, they have their, their, it's mandatory retirement as CEO. Yeah. So like, but there are certain things I know, like the vesting schedule was one of them. And I, I want to say there was another thing like as part of the succession plan or something that they are obligated to file as part of being a publicly traded company right. that um, like in some of those things, some dates have been defined. And I think that's where all the criminology is coming from. Um, but I think part of that is just uh, is is people talking about it for that reason because I don't think it's occurring to anybody because he's not really giving anyone the impression that uh, he's going to just do it until the end of time, you know, until he wakes up dead one morning and decides he's probably not going to go to work today. Like, we're not getting that impression from him where, you know, he's talking about like, yeah, you know, there's going to come a point and, you know, I'm going to bid everyone farewell and, and, you know, ride off into the sunset and go home and spend more time with my money. So just like every other CEO in the history of CEOs, it, most of them. Yes. Not um, every single one. Yeah. Well, generally speaking, yeah, every CEO most part, shows up expecting that, that they have an end date. They just don't know yes, what it is yet. Exactly. So I think it's just a question of um, people of of people see like only being able to see some of those those public timelines and trying to backtrack from that. I really think I don't think it's anything more complex than that at this point. Um, and remember, there was a lot of chatter about um, uh, because remember, Steve took like another shot at it. Like he left for a while on medical leave. And then he came back and was CEO for a while longer and then stepped away again when the 4S came out in that October of 2011 and then left. And so I think that's part of where, um, like, you know, like, so there was a lot of discussion about what was going to happen before Tim Cook came on the scene. And, you know, like when he took over as interim, when Steve left for medical leave, 
then, you know, what were, you know, what sorts of things were going on then? And people were talking about, well, what if he doesn't come back and is the guy that's doing it temporarily the right guy for the job? You know, like, who is this Tim Cook new kid on the block that no one's ever heard of before and nobody knows anything about? You know, well, he's been there for 15 years, dude, calm down. So, there's a lot like there's a lot of of stuff that I think is going into that conversation. And I think it's just the same sort of stuff we heard when Steve stepped away the first time he was very sick because um, because like this time we have some definite dates that we can talk about. So people are talking about them. So. So so I want to make sure I get some things in from the chat room. First of all, Joe corrected me. I think he was right. My days are running together that the stock high was yesterday at one fifty three. 12. Um, uh, Webb Web says he'd be surprised if Tim Cook is a contract employee. Most CEO, CEOs are employed at will. And I think you're right, Webb. I think that we all tend to confuse the vesting points um, with, with the contract. Um, and Webb says vesting for stock options and other incentives. Incentive comp is another issue. Our conversation with the Mac Voices panel over the obsession with Tim Cook's replacement continues in the next edition of Mac Voices. And we also talk about the South Korea ruling about allowing additional payment methods in Apple and Google's app stores. That's next time on Mac Voices. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices, or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at BackbeatMedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at Cashfly.com.